This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert takes us verse by verse through the book of First Peter. We don't hold a candle to what Noah had to deal with. He was the only man on the planet, according to the Bible, who was not in rebellion against God. Oh, he was imperfect. He had issues. But he knew he had issues. He recognized, these are issues. These are problems. This is sin in my life. I'm so sorry, Lord. While everybody else was just that. The Bible says that there is no just man, not one. But as we explore the story of Noah, Pastor Robert will teach about what made Noah different and what moved God's heart to save him and his family from the flood. Even though Noah was also not just, he did not stand in rebellion against God like the rest of the world. Noah walked with God. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. My son was telling me last night about some study that basically showed, because he was arguing with me about needing sleep. You know, because at 9 o'clock I was ready to go to bed and his wife is out of town and he was hanging with us last night. 9 o'clock, I'm headed to bed. You know, I'm like, I'm going to be up at before 5 tomorrow morning. So, yeah, I'm going to bed. And he's like, 9 o'clock? At 9 o'clock, yes, I'm going to bed. I'm like, you know, I'm old, I need sleep. And, he, you know, he was teasing me. And, but he said that some study has been done that indicates that a 21-year-old today cannot achieve the same level of health and fitness that a 21-year-old could achieve 30 years ago using the same nutrition and the same exercise and so forth and so on. Because our genetics, our DNA has deteriorated to such a degree that it's simply not possible. And you know what? I mean, I think I've shared with you guys a book that I just finished, Genetic Entropy, written by a, a Christian geneticist. And that's basically what he's saying. As a race, we're dying. As a race, humanity is dying. Our DNA is more and more corrupted, more and more mutated. There really is more and more cancer in our world today. We really are less and less healthy. Well, then why do we live longer? Because medical science has come up with all these drugs and methods to take care of some of it, to extend and to help mitigate some of those things. But as a race, we're dying. More than 120 movies. And you know, they all focus on the survivors of an apocalypse. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I think about the flood, I'm thinking about the millions that died. 
I don't think that much about the eight that survived. But what about them? I mean, God saved eight people on the entire planet. So even if the population was small, I mean, let's just say for the sake of argument, there were only a million people on planet Earth. Well, they all died in the flood, except for eight. Everything was wiped out. Everything was destroyed. And think about that. You know, I mean, Noah's family was safe from destruction, but they suffered. Can you imagine being one of eight people on the planet and everything's gone? All the roads, you know, everything you use for transportation, everything you use for communication. I mean, we don't even, you know, we don't know what they had. We assumed that they didn't have technology, but that's an assumption. Because all of civilization was eliminated. I mean, imagine if the same thing happened today. There would be no more telephones. It sure wouldn't be cell phones. There wouldn't be any more satellites. There wouldn't be any, none of this stuff would exist. None of it. Nothing that we have now. It would just be eight of us and our boat. That's it. Nothing else. They suffered. These guys went through it. But the message of our passage today, the core is, it's at verse 18. He says, Christ also suffered once for sins. The just for the unjust. In other words, he suffered because of you and me. That he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Physically, he died. So that you and I could be made alive. The only man to ever live a perfectly just, a perfectly righteous, a perfectly sinless life willingly presented himself, willingly suffered and died so that we could be forgiven, redeemed out of the corruption of the world and brought into his family, the family of God. You know, Noah and his family were no more deserving of God's mercy than those who died in the flood. You ever think about that? I mean, they were all imperfect, sinful human beings, just like you and me. Genesis 6, 8 says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why? I mean, what made him different from everybody else? He was just as corrupt. He was just as fallen. Genesis 6, 9 says, Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. That's the difference. You realize he lived in a time, you know, a lot of times we think we got it bad. I mean, man, the world is so messed up, so corrupt, so wicked, so sinful. Do you realize we don't hold a candle to what Noah had to deal with? He was the only man on the planet, according to the Bible, who was not in rebellion against God. Oh, he was imperfect. He had issues, but he knew he had issues. He recognized these are issues, these are problems, this is sin in my life. I'm so sorry, Lord. While everybody else was just that. You're making a big deal out of nothing. You know, there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with you. You, there, you, know, you see what I mean? He was the only one who walked with God instead of walking in rebellion against God in the entire culture. So we talk about how hard it is today, you know, to live a godly life. It's not hard today. Look around. Look how many people we got here that we at least all agree that there is such a thing as a godly life. According to the Bible, everybody on the planet in Noah's day was in rebellion except for Noah. And Noah agreed with God concerning his need to be taught, to be 
led, to be transformed. Romans chapter 3 verse 9 reminds us, and I'm going to read you a good bit of scripture here. It reminds us we're all wicked. What then, he says, are we better than they? Romans 3 9. Are we better than anybody else? No, not at all. For we have previously charged, both Jews and Greeks, that they're all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. There's none who understands. There's none who seeks after God. Now, he's talking about in and of yourself. If there's any desire toward God, it's because God himself is working in your life and he's drawing you. But he says they've altogether become unprofitable. There's none who does good. No, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues, they practice deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they've not known. There's no fear of God before their eyes. And then he, he goes on to proclaim the righteousness of the Lord Jesus offering himself as the propitiation, you know, the satisfaction of the payment for our sin. Going back to 1 Peter chapter 3 here, verse 21, it refers back to the salvation of Noah, the rescue of Noah through the water, through the great flood. It says there's also an antitype which now saves us, baptism. You see the correlation that he's making? Noah went through the flood, going through the water, shielded from the water by the ark, but he saved through the water. And he says, now, you know, for us, it's baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. You see, just as Noah passed through the waters of the flood safely because of God's mercy and grace, not because he deserved it, not because he was more righteous than anybody else, but because he recognized and acknowledged his own unrighteousness. And he just kind of threw himself on the mercy of God and agreed with God concerning his condition. And so God saved him through the water. And he says in the same way, you and I who put our faith in the Lord Jesus and acknowledge he's righteous, He's perfect. I'm not. I need you. You know, I need you, Lord. When we do that, and he makes us alive, he says the idea is like the response of gratitude, the response of thanks, the response of a good conscience. He has forgiven me and cleansed me, and he's not holding any of that against me, and he now agrees to lead me forward in the way I should go, in the way I should live. joining us today for this edition of Main Thing Radio. The name of our broadcast is Our Heart's Desire, to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, 12.30, and then again at 7 p.m. Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. 
with a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of 1 Peter. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com or send us an email at questions at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of 1 Peter and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.